Hey guys, what's up? The um, name of this pod is called Our Options a Beautiful Thing. Um, I was thinking about being single and dating and life, and a few things struck with me recently, and well, today I guess. One of them was if I was totally alone, didn't have any options, would I be happy being totally alone, no options? And single, 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 like nothing on the horizon. Now, I would think that, um, I would probably think that I would want to see how it feels to be that way, but the reason why I'm, I'm bringing it up is because I, I pride myself on being independent and single and having a good time and loving life and enjoying my life without the responsibilities of being with somebody or being tied down or not freedom, you know, restriction of movement and can't come and go as I please and all that other stuff. But like, what if I didn't have any attention from anybody? Like my phone didn't ring. I didn't get any text messages. You know, my Facebook wasn't blowing up. I was just alone without any prospects for dating. How would it feel? So my, my gut is telling me that it'll probably be miserable and you know as much as I'm like yeah single life is great the reason why single life is great is probably because I can go out on multiple dates and chat with different women and you know have fun with who I want to have fun with without the responsibility or the burden of feeling guilty about doing it you know what I'm saying so like when I talk about like you know I'm I'm okay by myself, I'm not really by myself because there's always somebody on the other line that I could talk to or contact or you know dating apps and stuff like that. So like I I think I'm when a man or a woman is is being like single 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 and they're like I don't want no man I don't want no woman I'm good by myself. Well, are you really by yourself is the question. I think it's a little disingenuous because unless you're like totally by yourself, like dark, like quiet, like no no prospects, no no attention, nobody texts you in the morning, nobody ringing your phone, you really are not totally alone. You're not you're just not burdened down with the responsibility of taking care of a person's needs, but you're not alone. So I find it interesting that how we live in this this dating culture and we um, find ourselves moving from person to person or, you know, prospect to prospect or we're so quick to shut somebody out or push somebody away because, you know, they might not have said or did the right things that made us feel good at the time. But... Our alternative is only the only reason why we're doing it is because we know we can have, we can try to at least find somebody else. There's at least there's at least an option out there that might satisfy our egos. So that's why we can just like push people away, break up, leave them, like because there's more fish in the sea, as they would say. And I'm not saying like there's anything wrong with having your options open. I'm just saying like that to have the options as as your crutch 
it, it, it kind of like will always keep you in a certain a certain level of uh, Lord intimacy for for say like you don't have to take that many risks emotional risks to be in a relationship because you know you can get yours when you want to get it and you can talk to who you want to talk to and I think the surface level joy of just being able to like get to know people and talk to them is probably exciting and fun but is it like sustainable and most of the time it's not sustainable because then you like unless you're what they call them serial daters yeah i guess you if you're a serial dater and that's like your whole thing is just to go out on dates with different people without actually committing to them then i guess you can like live in that lifestyle but I, I honestly, that might be the way you have to do it. Like, if you don't really want to get close to anybody, but you just want to date multiple people, and you are open about it, say, "Listen, I don't want a relationship. I just want to date multiple people and figure it out from there." And you know, that could be the way to go. I don't think people are honest enough to actually admit it because you know, society tells us that we're only supposed to be with one person at a time, and you know. If you're dating more than one person, then something's wrong with you emotionally. Maybe you were scarred or maybe you were bruised or whatever the reason is that people decide that being in a relationship is the driving factor behind dating. When actually just dating is probably good enough for a lot of people in their, in that space. You know what I'm saying? Because I think if like I've, I think I've mentioned it before, once you move in, once you go into the realm of I want to be in a relationship, you have to fit, mentally put yourself inside a relationship already before you actually get into a relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like you'd have to like know exactly how your steps are going to be ordered and what you're going to do as a person, girlfriend or boyfriend, man or wife, in order to actually manifest the relationship that you want. You know what I'm saying? So it's all, I think the responsibility comes before the relationship. And that's just my opinion. So I'm in the process of learning how to do that. And if it's possible for me to do that. Because I always, my crutch, my crutch, my fallback is if I don't fall in love, then I'm just not going to be with anybody. Like I have to fall in love for me to want to be comfortable in a relationship. Right? So I can always say, well, I just was in love with her and move on and wash my hands and say, that's why we didn't be together. You know what I'm saying? So like, you know, as much as I believe that falling in love is powerful, it's, I don't think like the, the type of love that I'm thinking of isn't sustainable either. And I think that's why a lot of people get in trouble is because they're falling in love and then staying in love is the hard part because falling in love is easy. You like meet somebody, you get all those rush, rush of endorphins and those feelings come and you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm in love. You guys have great communication. Sex is awesome. You guys go on all these hot dates and do all this wonderful stuff with each other. And you're like, yeah, this is love. I'm in love. I'm in love. I'm in love. I'm in love. And then... You know, the feelings kind of calm down some, you know, then that's when your warts start to show up more and the person's insecurities and all that stuff comes out. And, you know, we've, we've 
gone over this several times, and I'm sure you've heard it all over again. Once the relationship, you know, once the person's true colors come out, that's when you decide if the relationship's really going to work out or not. And people are still so surprised by when a person's true colors come out. So let's do our younger generation a, a favor, a solid, and let's just tell them, look, the, the initial part of a relationship is awesome and wonderful, but that's just the start of the relationship. People are imperfect. People will have warts. People will have insecurities. People will be damaged at some point during your relationship. And that's when you re- you got to do the work to want to be in the relationship. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I always think about do I want to be in a relationship for the relationship or do I want to be in a relationship to, not, to, to feel good? You know what I'm saying? And I think the latter is true for me because... I'm like, if it doesn't feel good, why do I do it? You know what I'm saying? And, you know, you talk to people, you talk to therapists, and they say, you know, I have this one therapist, and she's like, uh, mature love. So, I, you know, I read the books, it's like mature love, and mature love isn't about peaches and cream and hunky-dory and, and life's all rosy and you guys are floating on cloud nine. Mature love is the imperfections and the insecurities, all that stuff being known but still working through the relationship in a sense of I love this person you know so I'm going to want to be with that person I'm going to fix the relationship or work on make, making the relationship sustainable over the future and I think for a lot of us it's hard and I think a lot of us is hard because you know well, the, the, I think that the hidden secret behind some of the some of the hard times in a relationship is the fact that people think that they can just get out, get better. They can have options. You know, if I have a better option than you, then you're on then you're on thin ice. You know what I'm saying? The clock is ticking on you. So if I know I got options, you better come with it. And that's my and that's the egotistical way of looking at it because. You know, just like you have better options, I'm sure the other person has better options as well. If you want to play that game, and I think that's the part about love that people fail to mention or fail to realize is that nobody's the the, the nobody's the king of the hill, nobody's the head of the class, nobody's the top dog in anything. You know what I'm saying? Like because chemistry isn't about who's better or who's worse. Chemistry is about working and connecting during the imperfections and with your imperfections and still staying together regardless of your imperfections as long as they're not like detrimental to your physical, mental, emotional health. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you're not going to stay with somebody if they beat you, if they cheat on you, if they verbally abuse you, if they steal from you, you know, the, the you know, you're not going to do, you're not going to stay with a person if they're causing damage to your life in a real tangible way so I just want to put that out there because I think even me personally I feel a sense of you know like being totally honest with myself and I think being totally honest with myself is almost like you know there's a certain level of arrogance that comes along with my 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 status in life at this point in my life, you know what I'm saying? 
And You know you always meet somebody A person can humble you And I think I've taken my humility From like being rejected And I turned my humility into anger Which turned into Revenge So Revenge turns into kill or be killed Which then turns into You know let her do something stupid. I'm I'm ghost. Say something wrong. Say I, I do you to say something wrong. You know what I'm saying? And that's not love. That can't foster. That can't foster a loving environment. So if I want my heart to be open to love in the right way, then I really have to get out of the toxic killer be killed mentality, or stay alone. Just date Just go out with women Just to have fun with them And have friends And never get too close And see how that goes You know what I'm saying Another thing that I was think- thinking about That I didn't want to Fall into the To this trap of Is Being in a relationship To be To not be alone When I'm older You know what I'm saying Like I don't want to be like I don't want to be lonely At 70 So let me Meet somebody who Loves me Enough to want to stay with me during, you know, into my 70s, you know, if I even make it that far. But, you know, I think that's kind of arrogant too because you're almost like using somebody to keep you from being bored or keep you from having to live life by yourself when, you know, when you was young and spry doing your thing, you wasn't tripping. Now you want a girlfriend. I think there's there's a, like a lot of memes out there that dudes be like ready to settle down at like 68. Or they be in a nursing home talking about I'm ready to settle down, which is freaking hilarious. But it, there is a lot of truth into that. So men, men, all of our single men, all single men, single men, uh, or married men that are cheating or married men that are thinking about getting divorced or even women to that, to that um, aspect. Just think about what a gentle love is and what a what does gentle love feel like? You know. I gotta go back I gotta go back into the um to the seven types of love because I was reading it the other day and there was like a bunch of them and then you know the couple the couple of loves that you're supposed to have when you're in a relationship, those are the ones that you're supposed to focus on. And Eros was one of them, but it wasn't like the only one. But there's a bunch of other ones. I think Agape was one. Um, and I forgot the names of them, so I don't want to start sounding crazy. But, yeah. Anyways, I just wanted to put that out there. So, synopsis is just because you have options doesn't mean they're good options. And maybe you should think about what it really if you really want a relationship or you just want somebody to... to, to to, to entertain you almost in a sense Because people get bored And when you get bored You start looking around for stuff And then if you feel like your partner's boring you Then you're going to start looking, looking around for other things to do Or other people to do And it just turns into a hot mess So, you know, I haven't conquered it yet But I did want to put that out there You know, because the mask is off So might as well keep it off Alright, bye